Hello, this is the Talking Michigan Transportation Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Cranson. Today, I'm going to be talking with two guests about the American Society of Civil Engineers report card. They issued one for Michigan recently, looking at infrastructure, everything from roads to bridges to water to broadband to parks. And again, Michigan's grade isn't good. They haven't done one of these since 2018. And uh, we've got a long ways to go. That's probably well known to many listeners of the podcast where we've talked a great deal about the years of underinvestment in infrastructure and what it's done. First, I'll be speaking with Ron Branke, who helped put together a news conference on Monday, May 8th, to talk about this. And uh, Ron is the executive director of the American Council of Engineering Companies of Michigan, ACEC. He has an additional role with the national organization that actually prepares the report cards as the executive director of the Michigan section of the American Society of Civil Engineers. Again, that's ASCE. Later, I'll be speaking with Amy O'Leary, who is the executive director of SEMCOG, Southeast Michigan Council of Governments. She participated in the news conference and can talk about some of the things that she highlighted in her remarks regarding the report card and what it said about the communities that she serves. But first, once again, I'm here with Ron Branke. Ron, thank you for taking time to do this. Thanks, Jeff. Happy to do it. So talk first about ACEC, the American Council of Engineering Companies, and how that fits in with ASCE and you know how they all kind of work together and what your role is. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, so ACEC is a an association of engineering companies, not individuals. So members of ACEC would be private engineering consultants um, throughout Michigan um, who work in the built environment. So they work on all types of infrastructure from roads and bridges to water, wastewater, um, you know, buildings, dams, anything uh, in the built environment. ASCE is uh, individual civil engineers who join the society, um, and and they are you know public-private uh, engineers. They work in all different uh, facets. They could work for contractors as well. A lot of them work for consultants, but um, it's more on the it's more of a technical uh, society where uh, ACEC is more focused on the business side of engineering. Okay, so. Talk about why this report card, um, I've talked about it on previous podcasts, but never really delved too deeply into it. Why why you do this and why it's important, uh, you know, state by state to pay attention to it and, and how it can help shape the conversation and, and public policy. Yeah. So, um, you know, as civil engineers, I think, uh, you know, they have a, a, a burden to to help inform the public and others, you know, about the condition of our infrastructure. Um, long time ago, you know, there was a lot of conversations that we are on the front lines. You know, we see we do the inspections of of uh, above ground and underground infrastructure. And so we kind of see firsthand uh, what the condition of a lot of these uh, different categories are. So, um, you know, the goal is really to inform the public, you know, to be that um, trusted voice 
of, of professionals that this is what they do every day and and really give the public an idea of the state of our infrastructure. Where are we at? Where are we failing? And where are we succeeding? Um, and what kind of things can we do to raise those grades, the ones that are low? Um, and, and really, we look at it as infrastructure drives our economy. You know, it, 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 it makes Michigan a great place to live, work and play. If we don't have good infrastructure, we're not going to attract vi- a business. Obviously, tourism is a big thing in Michigan and we want people to come and visit Michigan, but we have to have good parks and roads and, and various facilities to make that an enjoyable experience. So, you know, the report card's been started since 1998. Um, ASCE National um, did their first report card. And then the individual states started doing their individual report cards um, from that time. And um, nationals are great, a great body to govern to make sure that we're doing them the same way that the grades have relevance from one state to the other. So you're always an optimistic guy with a very positive outlook. How do you maintain that knowing that our state uh, that has done so many big things, uh, you know, the cliche about putting the world on wheels or putting the, yeah, putting the world on wheels, of course, uh, you know, building the Mackinac Bridge, not to mention uh, many other incredible structures that are important infrastructure. And yet, year after year, we get these grades on on our roads and bridges and don't see any sustainable solution coming forward. And these report cards are almost always the same, only the numbers change. What, uh, I guess, what keeps you going? You know, I think the small, the small victories, right? We were, we were really happy to see some, some increases in investment back in uh, 2015 when the legislature, you know, increased the registration fees and gas tax. It, it's one of those things where you, you you know it's not enough, right? It's not going to fix everything, but we feel like that maybe we had a little effect on that positive change, right? That, you know, if we hadn't shared uh, the report card as in, in like others have shared reports on our infrastructure, um, maybe those changes wouldn't have happened. Um, and so, you know, it's the small victories, I think, that keep you going. Uh, you're absolutely right, Jeff. It, 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 we're not getting from a, a D to an A overnight. Um, these things are going to take a lot of time. It took a lot of time to get them, you know, to, to the poor grades um, due to underinvestment. So uh, it's going to take a while to get us, you know, into the good grades. But we're hoping, you know, that if we keep sharing this information with the right people that, uh, you know, they're going to they're going to show some strength and will and do something to fix it. You know, that's, we have hope. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and you put together a, a pretty broad coalition, a, a nice representative sample of various interests for the news conference on on Monday, uh, rolling out this year's report card. Could you talk about, you know, how you selected the, the people that were there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we look at it like we're all in this together, uh, whether it's a contractor, you know, like SEMCOG as a, a organization that's trying to pull people together to help coordinate infrastructure projects so that we do things efficiently. We don't tear up a road more than once. Um, they're great partners. They're, they're great folks to pull together and work together on fixing Michigan's infrastructure. So obviously, uh, MDOT has a major role um, they've got a very large system with the most traffic, right? 
And so, you know, ACEC and ASCE have partnered with MDOT for many, many years. So it's just natural to bring them into the conversation as well. But, um, you know, we look at it as like we all have the same goal. We want to make improvements to our infrastructure in Michigan. And so trying to get all the folks together that are part of that process, it, it makes sense. Yeah, and um, as I mentioned earlier, I'll be talking later with Amy O'Leary, who's the executive director of of SEMCOG, the Southeast Michigan Council of Governments, and uh, obviously represents a group that has a a very big interest in all of the things that you covered in the report, not just roads and bridges, but but parks and and water too. What is what is your takeaway from Monday? Um, and not that you would have learned anything new, given how deeply you've been involved in these things for years, but did did you feel like the media coverage was good and that, you know, at least uh, you got the message out? I do. I, I thought the media coverage was was very good. I, I think they, they were pretty fair and balanced in, in sending the message that we've made some small incremental improvements. And, and that's just absolutely the result of prioritization by the legislature, by the governor, putting money into these various sectors, whether it's water, wastewater, or roads and bridges. I mean, I think it's great that we could show that there's some improvement that, you know, if you do invest, guess what? Things do get better. But I also think they did a good job of highlighting the fact that an overall grade of a C- minus for the state is nothing to be really proud of. (laughs) And we've got a lot of work left to do. So I thought they did a pretty good job. Absolutely. Well, and the, the governor has said herself, and you've echoed it, and so have other people in the industry, and certainly people uh, within various transportation agencies across the state, that things like the 2015 plan were a good start. Even members of the legislature at the time used that kind of phrasing. Uh, the bonding that helped the trunk lines the last few years, which helped our overall grade, that's just for state trunk lines because MDOT can't bond for the local roads. But all of that stuff has has made a dent, but we we need to do more. Nobody nobody denies that. I don't know. What do you think? And I know you don't have a crystal ball, but <laughs> what do you think it would take to get lawmakers, you know, some kind of bipartisan support for a broader sustainable plan? Oh, that's a million dollar question. I honestly think it's going to take a, a variety of solutions. I don't think there's one simple solution that's going to fix everything. I think we have to look at various sources. And and I think that's, you know, it's got to be a comprehensive solution. Um, Obviously, you know, trying to just raise the gas tax, you know, uh, is not going to be the solution to fix everything. But I but I think there are a lot of options out there. Um, The report card gives several, you know, different options that could be used. Um, And I and I think people just need to come together and really have the the will to make the state better, right? And to, everybody wants to drive on smooth roads, right? Everybody wants clean water and, and great parks that are, are fun to visit and, 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 and play at. So I think it's just pulling everybody together and looking at all the options and coming up with a comprehensive solution and then having the will to actually pass something that is sustainable and long-term because that's how we get out of this. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, I, you know, I, I mentioned the Mackinac Bridge as an example. Um, you can find similar things in every state that that our our forefathers, our our grandparents, or even great grandparents built and funded and had the vision to see the need. And you know, that question just 
stays in my mind. Like, what are we doing to both sustain what they gave us and to, to honor them? And uh, I would hope that at some point we realize we're talking about the state's literal foundation and that we can yeah. we can agree on some solutions. Yes, a- absolutely. Uh, it, it, I mean, everybody, I think people who live in Michigan absolutely love Michigan, right? And, you know, people who come and visit all the time are are really impressed by what the state has to offer. But you hit it right on the head, you know, the infrastructure is the foundation of everything. Um, and so we we have to invest in that. And and people, I know it's painful. I know people don't want to pay more for anything. I, inflation has been tough. Uh, there are challenges. There's no question. But at the end of the day, it's not going to fix itself. You know, we have a very old system, an infrastructure system that's been in place for a long. The interstates were built a long time ago, and it needs to be repaired. And and we don't have a choice, honestly. And it's not going to, like I said, it's not going to fix itself. So we have to we have to be proactive and find solutions. Well, well said. And, and going to that point that, you know, we we live in Michigan, uh, those of us who choose to to stay on purpose because it is beautiful and, and the water is one of the things that makes it so beautiful. And that's what gives and takes away. Right. I mean, the Great Lakes and all the inland lakes and rivers, those create unique challenges in in soils and crossings and all the things we need to do with infrastructure. So you kind of have to accept that as part of it, that if you want to live in this beautiful place, it's got some unique challenges for infrastructure, and we've got to take those on. Thanks, Ron, for taking time to talk about this report card, and I hope it still uh, continues to to create a bit of a buzz and, and gets people talking in the legislature. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. I'm a civil engineer myself, and even though I'm not practicing like I was, um, it, it sure is a big interest to me. And hopefully uh, this report card makes it easy for the citizens of Michigan, legislators, municipalities, everybody to to look at a simple letter grade and get a real good understanding of where we stand. So happy to be part of that. Yeah, well, like I said, you've always got a very positive outlook, always very friendly and willing to talk to anybody. So um, it's you're one of the people that puts the civil in civil engineer. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Please stay tuned. We'll be back with more Talking Michigan Transportation right after this. Know before you go. Head on over to MyDrive to check out the latest on road construction and possible delays along your route. For a detailed map, head over to michigan.gov slash drive. So we're back with today's second guest, Amy O'Leary, who's the executive director of SEMCOG, the Southeast Michigan Council of Governments. Amy, thanks for taking time to talk today about the ASCE report card. And let's start by talking a little bit about, you know, SEMCOG and what the organization does and, and your background there. Sure. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for the opportunity to come on today. Uh, SEMCOG is the Southeast Michigan Council of Governments. We're the regional planning agency for Southeast Michigan. So we're the Metropolitan Planning Agency or designated transportation planning, water planning at the regional level. But we're also a local government association of over 180 counties, cities, villages, townships, and education members from the Southeast Michigan area. So Let's get really uh, rudimentary here, I guess. Why why are there MPOs and why does there have to be an organization uh, designated to, to work on these transportation issues? 
Sure. Well, actually, SEMCAG was formed over 50 years ago before there were MPOs because the organization was formed to work on issues that were more regional in scope and cross jurisdictional boundaries. And it was in the last 20 years or so that SEMCOG ended up becoming the MPO, which was a requirement out of the Federal Transportation Act that had regional planning organizations, MPOs, do that transportation planning, and that the local um, road funding would funnel through organizations like SEMCOG to assure that there was accountability for those federal road dollars. So SEMCOG wasn't an MBO before MPOs were cool. It was before there even were such a thing. So I know. Yeah, that's, that, that's exactly right. Well, let's talk about your role in advocating for transportation funding, because I think when I first got to know you, you were in a, in a deputy position with the organization and you were showing me, you know, infographics and things even at the time to try to educate people on where we were at with our, you know, ongoing funding crisis for transportation infrastructure. Um, something I talked to Ron about is how he remains so optimistic after, you know, beating his head against this wall for so long. <laughs> and I, I'm sure you feel a little bit the same. Uh, what, what, if anything, gives you hope? Well, Jeff, many of my predecessors also worked on this issue. So I think when you, when you work on regional planning, you know, you, you just have to keep at it. And, you know, there's a lot of momentum and interest in, in, really understanding the plight of what's going on with our infrastructure. And that's why we're grateful that ASC continues to update this report card to really shine a light on how important this issue is and to really put a letter grade to it. It makes it more real, I think, to everybody. And it allows us to be able to look at it and say, yes, you can look at a letter grade. You can look at the fact that in our region, you know, 17% of our local bridges are in poor condition or 40% of our local roads, which when we say local roads, those are still roads that handle a lot of traffic in, in our federal aid eligible roads, 40% of those are in poor condition. And so it's, you know, I just think when you work in this field, you can never give up and you just gotta keep pushing and educating about the important role that infrastructure has in the well-being of our residents, but also in the economy and what's going on in, this, in the transformation in the state of Michigan. So, as you know, people are more likely to support taxes and support, you know, issues, whether they're millages or, in the case of the city of Grand Rapids, passed an income tax for streets um, at the local level. They're, they're more inclined to trust their government and think that they'll do the right thing with the money. Uh, why do you think, you know, given that, the state, MDOT, doesn't have bonding authority for local roads, only for state trunk lines. And that helped push up the grade a little bit, the $3.5 billion in investment. Um, but overall, the locals definitely are, are in dire need, too. Do you, do you see more of them considering, at least in your uh, council, um, doing their own kinds of tax issues, asking the voters to support things dedicated to, to streets? I do, Jeff, but I see it both ways. The communities really feel that the state of Michigan has a responsibility as well to be able to help provide the funding for these large roads that you know transfer a lot of our freight in our region as well as our population. So I think it's a balance. We are seeing more um, looking at and being successful actually in local millages when it comes to transportation. What we like to think though is that 
it's it's beyond just a piecemeal approach of individual communities doing that. And there really needs to be a balance between individual communities and what they can do and really what they can afford to do and what the state can do looking at it more at a system-wide approach. Do you talk with your membership about tying building to the need to fund infrastructure? As you know, you know Chad Livengood, when he was still at Cranes a couple of years ago, did a pretty expansive story on development in Macomb County. Uh, where nobody seemed to anticipate that every time you approve a housing development, it's going to entail infrastructure that has to not only be built, but be sustained. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen that across Southeast Michigan. Do you, uh, is that a conversation that you have at the, at the level of membership? Well, one of the things that we talk about is, you know, impact fees aren't allowed in the state of Michigan. And I think many governments would wish that they were, but they aren't. So we have to work with what we have at this point, which isn't allowing for impact fees to happen. Um, the other is, you know, with when it comes to land use and local control, we've had communities that try to reduce the amount of development that happens, and often they're sued and go to court and need to accommodate the land use change that happens regardless of what their plan is saying. So they're in a, they're in a quandary at times, Jeff, when it comes to that situation. So these planning commissions and boards of zoning appeals in the various, mostly townships, their their hands really are tied. There's nothing they can do if they meet all the other criteria for a development, sounds like. Right. Well, what else? Talk a little bit about, you know, what you said Monday and, and what you felt it was important to, to highlight in your remarks. Sure. Thanks so much. Um, well, I think first of all, when we talk about transportation, you know, it, it is quite a vast network in Southeast Michigan, and it's large, and there are many different owners. And the conditions that we're in right now for many of our bridges and our roads are in are in poor condition and need that investment. So there, you know, there is an opportunity. We've successfully done some local bridge bundling programs through you at MDOT, and that's worked out really well. And we also think there's opportunities in this budget for local road funding. So we're hoping to see a little more, even though at this point, that's one-time investment, every little bit helps when it comes to the need to invest in roads. At the same time, we know that we need to be looking at additional sustained, reliable investment in our infrastructure system. The Infrastructure and Jobs Act brought in a lot of infrastructure investment, especially in areas like you know, broadband and some of the water infrastructure, but with, with with roads, and I know you know this, it was a reauthorization. And so when it came to the dollar increase in the formula funds for our local roads and bridges, we probably saw about a 15% increase in funding, which between inflation and the rising costs of the projects, that really ate up that increase um, in that way. So it really is time to have those conversations of switching, you know, from the gas tax to other uh, ways of revenue streams to be able to have a more reliable um, additional funding and transportation. Yeah, no, that's a very good point about how much of the IAGA was actually reauthorization. I think that's that's lost on some folks, and it should be should be highlighted for sure. So, talk a little bit about the local funding proposals. We've got competing budget proposals from the two chambers. And, you know, one of those, I think, would uh, dedicate a large portion of that money to the 
what is it, the six largest counties? What are your thoughts on that? Well, there were two different proposals. And I think what was important was both um, the House and the Senate, the legislators really do recognize that local roads are important and that they need some assistance and funding right now. How you go about it, there seems to be a difference of opinion. And I think it's the Senate side had it going to some of the largest counties, whereas the House version was to go to all the counties um, based on population in the county. So there's two different proposals out there. One was for 400 million and I believe the other was for 150 million. But at this point, the investment need is so large that it, you need to talk about large amounts of dollars because if you really want to, if you really want to see an impact. So I'm probably not going to pin you down on which one of those you favor, given that uh, some of those counties that we're talking about make up the largest part of your membership. That is true, Jeff. But actually, when you when you try to work through the numbers, uh, it does seem like they both end up with a, a good amount of money going into our more heavily urban counties. In, in our region. And so either proposal would, would work for SEMCOG. Yeah, well, well said. <laughs> Thanks. Well, thank you, Amy, for taking time to talk about this a little bit. Uh, we'll continue this, this fight together and hope we can get policymakers to, to focus on this long-term need. As you know, Ron and I discussed, it's, it's Michigan's literal foundation and uh, what our ancestors left us uh, raises the question about what we're doing for for our posterity and future generations. Well, thanks for the opportunity. It's it's great to be able to talk to you about this issue. And and really, MDOT's been a great partner in trying to move forward both you know transportation funding issues, but also just the changing mobility of our state. And uh, we appreciate your leadership in that as well. Well, thank you. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I'd like to thank you once more for tuning in to Talking Michigan Transportation. You can find show notes and more on Apple Podcasts or Buzzsprout. I also want to acknowledge the talented people who help make this a reality each week, starting with Randy Debler, who skillfully edits the audio, Jesse Ball, who proofs the content, Courtney Bates, who posts the podcast to various platforms, and Jackie Salinas, who transcribes the audio to make it accessible to all. 